April 4th. As we turn now to our reading of the New Testament, today we'll be reading in Luke chapter 10 and chapter 11. Now, in chapter 10, this chapter asks four questions by way of personal inventory. What makes you serve? Jesus was not limited to the twelve. Uh, Seventy others obeyed him and helped to reap the harvest. But you know what? The laborers are still few, aren't they? And in Luke chapter 9, verse, uh, verses 57 through 62, we learn why. The ministry is difficult and dangerous, but it's also very rewarding. Are you obedient to his call? And then what makes you rejoice? When the disciples rejoiced over their successful ministry, Jesus told them to rejoice because they were citizens of heaven. That meant eternal life. After all, their work might not always be successful, but their salvation would never change. Jesus rejoiced because the Father's will was being accomplished in their lives. So what brings joy to your heart? And we'll also ask the question, what makes you pause? It is not difficult to discuss neighborliness in the abstract, but you know what? It costs something to be a real neighbor. Do you pause to help when you see injustice and hurt? Or like the priest and the Levite, do you look for an escape? You are never more Christ-like than when you feel another's hurt and seek to help. And then uh, the next question, the fourth one, what makes you listen? Here's the basis for all ministry. Taking time to sit at the feet of Jesus and hear His Word. It's important to serve the Lord and serve others. But it's even more important to delight your Lord by spending time with Him. Are you so busy serving Him that you have no time to love Him and listen to Him? Charles Wesley wrote, Faithful to my Lord's commands, I still would choose the better part. Serve with careful Martha's hands and loving Mary's heart. And then we'll look into chapter 11 in the book of Luke, and we'll learn about his generosity. If Jesus, John the Baptist, and the Twelve all needed to pray, how much more do we need to pray? We must put God's concerns first, because prayer is based on sonship, not friendship. You're part of the family. God is a loving Father, not a grouchy neighbor. Uh, He gives us what we need. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. And he doesn't become irritated when we ask for help. All right, uh, with that, let's turn our attention and uh, begin today's reading from the New Testament. April 4th, Luke chapter 10, verse 38, through chapter 11, verse 13. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a village where a woman named Martha welcomed them into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was worrying over the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you were so upset over all these details. There is really only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and I won't take it away from her. Once, when Jesus had been out praying, one of his disciples came to him as he finished and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said, This is how you should pray. Father, may your name be honored. 
May your kingdom come soon. Give us our food day by day. And forgive us our sins, just as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. Then, teaching them more about prayer, he used this illustration. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight, wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You would say to him, A friend of mine just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing for him to eat. He would call out from his bedroom, Don't bother me. The door is locked for the night, and we are all in bed. I can't help you this time. But I tell you this, though he won't do it as a friend, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you what you want, so his reputation won't be damaged. And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will be given what you ask for. Keep on looking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and the door is opened to everyone who knocks. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. If you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? This is uh, Bob phasing up from phase two to phase three. Just want to give a shout out to all my brothers in the ministry. Keep your heads strong. Keep your hearts in the right place. And uh, obedience is key. Be humble in everything you do, and God will shine His light through you. Uh, this is Wilson, phase two to phase three. Uh, I'm over here with Bob. I love you guys. Just keep your head up. Don't give up. And God is amazing. I love you guys. We love you. Thank you to everyone that's helped us get this far. Hey, I just wanted to give a shout-out to everybody down at the farm. This is Jeff, phasing up from one to two. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Chuck. I hope you're feeding all those boys well. I know uh, I know you were feeding them well when I was there. Uh, Vincent, can't say enough. Miss you already. It's just been a few hours. John and Eric. I'm sure I'll be seeing you guys up here. Um, again, it's really nice being with you guys, and I look forward to seeing you. Today we'll be reading in Psalm chapter 76, verses 1 through 12. In verses 1 through 6, we learn that God is to be praised. We don't know what military victory is celebrated here, but it brought great glory to the Lord. The enemy's fortresses, soldiers, and equipment were unable to stand before the Lord of hosts. It is encouraging to know that God is for us in the battles of life. And in verses 7 through 12, we learn that God is to be feared. Man's fury does not frighten God in the slightest. As a matter of fact, he uses it to bring himself glory, like a woman wearing a special garment. God is long-suffering, but one day he will arise to judge the wicked. You can count on it. His people must also fear him and be faithful to keep their vows to him. Never trifle with God. Let's begin our reading in Psalm chapter 76. Psalm chapter 76, verses 1 through 12. For the choir director, a psalm of Asaph, to be accompanied by stringed instruments, a song. 
God is well known in Judah. His name is great in Israel. Jerusalem is where he lives. Mount Zion is his home. There he breaks the arrows of the enemy, the shields and swords and weapons of his foes. You are glorious and more majestic than the everlasting mountains. The mightiest of our enemies have been plundered. They lie before us in the sleep of death. No warrior could lift a hand against us. When you rebuked them, O God of Jacob, their horses and chariots stood still. No wonder you are greatly feared. Who can stand before you when your anger explodes? From heaven you sentenced your enemies. The earth trembled and stood silent before you. You stand up to judge those who do evil, O God, and to rescue the oppressed of the earth. Human opposition only enhances your glory, for you use it as a sword of judgment. Make vows to the Lord your God and fulfill them. Let everyone bring tribute to the Awesome One, for He breaks the spirit of princes and is feared by the kings of the earth. Proverbs chapter 12, verses 15 through 17. Fools think they need no advice, but the wise listen to others. A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. An honest witness tells the truth. A false witness tells lies.